Warren Buffett once said, the more you learn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom. You're trying to learn how to read. You're trying to escape. Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. Blog Talk Book Club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. Good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 8 a.m. book club call. We do this call every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, and 5 a.m. Pacific time. Not specific, but Pacific time. <laughs> and uh, on this call, we talk about a particular book. We call it the book of the moment. We don't call it the book of the month because we go over the month all the time. <laughs> so the book of the moment and the book of the moment is a new old classic that we read. And we actually starting this this today with this book, but it's an old classic, man. Success, the Glenn Bland method. Um, you know, I tell you, this book. You know, I want to say it changed my life, but it did change my life. Cause that sounds so. It sounds so. You know, like just. Common. Everybody else says that how stuff changed your life, but this one literally did. Um, and I'll tell you about it in a minute, but let me give you the replay number for the call, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085. Same PIN code that you dial in on. So after the call ends, you can go back and listen to the replay, uh, and that replay will be up until Monday morning around 8 when we do our mindset call. Now, we also put that replay on our podcast platform that we have. Uh, this is not a podcast. It's a conference call. It's a book club call. But we load it on uh, the podcast platforms. There's about 16 of them from, from Breaker to iTunes to Apple. Um, if you go out, you know, the podcast app and just put in Tony Fleming Mindset, and it'll come up. So all the mindset calls that we do in this book, book club call, actually comes up on there, and so you can go back and listen to it anytime, and you can share it. Please, if the information helped you, just share it, man. It'll help one other person in the world. You know, it's free. And I don't get anything for this, but, uh, you know, I do get blessings from it, man, and this book really talks about that. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the things that I kind of picked up. Um, well, I know I picked up a lot from this particular book and other books at this point in my life when I started reading uh, these type books. Um, but, yeah, okay, but if you can't get your app, you can't get on there, just send me a text, 678-644-4541 after the call, and I'll send you the link, man. You can just, it'll be right there in your message. You can listen to all the 110 calls we have on there, and it's going to be 100,000 soon. <laughs> uh, but you can share the calls. You can do all of that. If you can't get on the app, you can't get out, I'll just send you the link. 
you know, it'd be a lot quicker too if you want to do that. Just send it to me afterwards. Um, so let's jump. Let's talk about this book, man. I tell you, uh, you know, I, this was during a time when um, when I ran across this book. Actually, was during a time when I was I had started reading the Bible. I was starting, you know, I started like my goal was to go through the Bible at least twice. You know, you know, I tried to do it twice in a year, but I don't think I did it. <clears throat> I think I did it the next year, but I actually started reading. I said, I'm a, you know, I had tried that at one time before, but I don't think my mind was ready for it. This was like, you know, I don't know why I thought I could do it. I mean, I I don't know why I even, even attempted to do it, but my mind wasn't ready for it at that time. And even at this time, uh, when I started doing it, uh, it kind of was, wasn't planned. I just, I just said I'm gonna do it because, you know. Let me tell you how this happened, right quick, too. <laughs> this is how this happened. Um, I was living on the south end of Atlanta, um, and uh, my wife was. Well, she was not my. She wasn't my wife then, but um, <laughs> she called me one day and said, "You at home?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "I'm gonna run by there," and uh, so she knocked on the door. I answered the door. When she ran the door, I answered the door. <laughs> And she handed me a Bible and said, look, you need to read this. <laughs> and left. And uh, literally, I didn't see her for a year and a half. Tr- truth. That's the truth. Because I guess she realized how foolish I was, man, because I was, I was out there. I was, she was like, I ain't got time to deal with this fool. I, ain't, I swear, I ain't got, I got other things I can do. So she dropped that Bible off. As a matter of fact, it was on my birthday because it's dated that way, and she disappeared. And I, literally, I didn't see her for another year and a half. Maybe I stumbled across her in the mall somewhere. Uh, I think it's Perimeter Mall. But and so, and she told me when she gave me that Bible, she said that guy that uh, that you be watching on television, you know, his church ain't too far from here. So you might want to look that up. And I didn't know that. This, you know, I had been watching this one particular minister on television, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't even know the guy was in Atlanta. <laughs> I was just watching it, you know. Uh, but I was buck wild at the time, and so, but when I started reading it, uh, you know how I got stuck on Proverbs, and Proverbs really was the, where I stayed in, I stayed on Proverbs, man. I mean, I could, everything else seemed like a fairy tale to me, well, most of it, I'm not going to say all of it, <clears throat> but most of it seemed like, you know, um, you know, but when I got on Proverbs, man, I got stuck there, and then somebody told me about this book, and it's crazy how it lines up with with proverbs it's crazy how all that kind of stuff starts you know how you what we call it um um what's the word i always get stuck on this word come on help me with this word if you don't hear lisa what's the word i don't know if you don't <laughs> but um uh, what's the word when everything lines up stars that line up things that you're thinking about somebody else text me uh y'all can tell me that word uh, serendipity. Thank you, Yvonne. It's serendipity. So I think it was just like serendipity because, you know, when you start working on some things and you start doing things and you start looking for things, all of a sudden stuff, stuff started to show up. And so um, this book showed up. And uh, so, you know, it was kind of right in line with what I was doing. And when I start reading it, man, it just really, you know, it's kind of like when you start, 
you know, I was at that point too where, you know, when you fresh into, you know, reading the Bible and feeling closer to God and all that kind of stuff, you know, everything you did was almost like you, you can hear God's voice like it was just, you know, <laughs> I don't care what it was. I even remember, I even remember um, probably two or three weeks after me started reading it, um, <clears throat> I went to the mall, I actually went to Phipps. Uh, was it Phelps? No, it was Lennox. Because I wanted to get these uh, uh, Ferragamo shoes, and I, I mean, I really didn't want to pay the price. They was like $600. Literally, when I went in there, the shoes I wanted, uh, they had one pair. One pair, and they were they were marked down like $250 from $600. And guess what? The one pair they had was my size. So I'm like, God, you send me out here. I'm like, God, you talking to me? I'm like, I mean, I can hear his voice. I'm like, I'm like the guy said, you want these? I said, yeah, I want them. I'm like, because I was debating on spending that kind of money, but I loved, you know, the Ferragamo shoes. So, and everything was lining up, man. Everything was lining up, you know. Um, but I still was acting crazy, you know. I was still out there. Um, but, you know, I started reading more. And, uh, you know, when I got stuck in Proverbs, I mean, I just, I stayed there, you know, for a long time. And then when I started reading this book, uh, and I'm going to jump to the page I want to start with um, on page, uh, I think it's 14 here, uh, where, um, now y'all should be reading, you know, up to this point. I'm not, all other, the intro stuff, you know, this is not... This is not a read-to-you book. I mean, the book club is not, you know, you should be reading some of this stuff. I just try to find some of the points and pointers that I want to emphasize. But uh, it says here that uh, success consciousness is a is the place where all achievement begins. It's a time in your life when you first realize that there's a, a happy and successful way to live. At that time, you suddenly know you can change your life for the better. You decide to change it, and then you follow through and attain your desires. Having become success conscious, you develop a hunger for wisdom and truth. You develop a hunger for wisdom wisdom and truth. And what you're going to realize in this book, that this conference call or this book club call and our mindset calls is really, you know, this book. The whole thing, that the thing that we talk about all the time is as you read this book, and it's a small book, you see that, you know, but it's this book. Um, so he says, you develop a hunger for wisdom and truth, and you begin to search for everything that you can read or hear that satisfies that hunger. You know, and, I, and I'm telling you, I was, I was, that's when I was just really gobbling up a lot of books. But I was still, you know, a fool. <laughs> well, you know what? I wasn't really a stone fool. <laughs> Because I had stopped all the partying, I had stopped all the, uh, um, you know, all the everything that I was doing, but I still had that uh, that other stuff inside of me that was, you know, when it <laughs> can't explain that on the phone here, but yeah. So, um, but I was searching for stuff. I was hungry for anything I could read. So he says here. I have read many books, spent many hours listening to records and tapes with only one goal, 
to program my mind for happiness and success. To program my mind for happiness and success. Did you hear that? To program. Because that's what we talk about, deprogramming and reprogramming. And so that's what we're doing. And that's the goal that we have here. And he says here, as I studied and accumulated wisdom, it hit upon a basic truth, and it struck me like a bolt from the blue. Techniques and methods change, but principles never do. <clears throat> you know, the how-tos, they change. The techniques, they change. But the principles, that's why you can go back and listen to one of these calls from 15 years ago, because I've had people tell me that. They're like, man, that I listened to a call about 10 years ago that, and you pretty much saying the same stuff because principles don't change. The foundation doesn't change. It's just that we got to keep hearing it over and over and over. It's like, like again, like Proverbs. Man, you, Proverbs still to this day is relevant to whatever we do in life because it's, <clears throat> it's the principles, it's the foundation. Um, it don't, they don't change. So that's why I don't, I don't talk a lot about how-tos and techniques, you know, that changes up so much. And you, and you all, you know, some of y'all probably, you know, more up-to-date when it comes to technology and all that too. But I know this, that if you don't have the principles and the mindset behind you, all the techniques ain't going to matter. And that's the problem I see. I see most people trying to get techniques and how-tos, and they don't have the principles. They don't have the inner – they're not working on the inner being. They're not working on the inner self to get them to do those certain things because that's what moves you to action is that inner person on the inside of you. The techniques, I can give you all the techniques in the world. I told you we, we used to train on that at AT&T. I mean, we had sales training where everybody had the techniques, everybody. But, you know, when they, they sat in the office and wouldn't go out and talk to anybody because they didn't have that that inner being, they didn't have that, those principles. They didn't have that foundation. They didn't have the uh, self-esteem that they needed to go out. I went out because I, you know, you know, I was listening to stuff. I was reading things, and you know, I went out. And so, if you didn't go out to talk to people, now how are you, how are you going to be an account executive at AT and T, which means salesperson, just a pretty name, account executive, and you can't go out? And talk to people. <clears throat> now you knew the you knew you knew the tech you knew the equipment. <laughs> I didn't know the equipment. <laughs> I just knew myself, and I knew my I knew that if I went out and met people and talked to people, my life could change. And so um, that's the foundation, folks. That's why we do these calls. That's why we do the book club, man. Techniques and methods change, but principles never do. Never do. He says, I knew exactly at that moment where to find the information that I've been searching for. The principles had never changed. Everything you, I, you and I need to know about happiness and success is contained in this one book called the Holy Bible. Really, it's in Proverbs. Everything is right there. He said, there was no reason to search further. He said, I need to just take that information, disseminate it, put it in a book, break it down so that you can really, really get it. And I, I learned as I read through the book why you need other books to read besides just that, because that's when, that's when you hear a lot of people say, well, I just read the Bible. Now, most of the time, 
I would say 90% of the time, those folks are not even reading the Bible who say that. They're really not. You can question them. You can ask them a few things. They're not reading. It's just that's a that's a a cop out, an excuse for you not to read. And don't you know that folks used to die if they got caught reading back in the day at one point? So, you know, we couldn't read. And so now you got the ability to read. I mean, you have the – I mean, you can legally read because at some point <laughs> if you got caught reading or if anybody got caught teaching you how to read, it was death. So now we're using that, you know, I just read the, you know, you wouldn't, you know you're not reading that. But I read through the books why you need to take it from Proverbs and put it in other books also. All right, so he says here, wisdom give good advice and common sense. Because of my strength, kings reign in power. I show the judges who is right and who is wrong. Rulers rule. Well, with my help, I love all who love me. Those who search for me shall surely find me. Unending riches, honor, justice, and righteousness are mine to distribute. My gifts are better than the purest gold of sterling silver. My paths are those of justice and right. Those who love and follow me are indeed wealthy. I feel their treasures, their treasuries. The Lord formed me in the beginning before he created anything else from ages past. I am, I existed before the earth began. I lived before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth, their waters onto the earth before the mountains and the hills were made. Yes, I was born before God made the earth and fields and high plateaus. Without question, techniques and methods change, but principles never do. See, he's, he's going to say that throughout the whole book so that you can get it. Techniques and methods change, but principles never do. They have existed in eternity past and will exist in eternity future. The principles for achieving happiness and success in your life today are the same principles that King Solomon used to create his vast fortune in 966 B.C. <clears throat> so here it says, mankind faces great problems today because people have become so self-sufficient that they sometimes forget there is a God. They forget that there is an omnipresent power that's bigger and more powerful than you. Now, you know, I know a lot of times you say, well, you know, I'll take it from here. God, I got it now. Everything is good. The money's flowing. You know, the thing is this, and I've heard this a lot, um, and when I first heard it, it kind of, I'm like, I don't know about that. And then I thought about it, and it's the truth. See, you can't really judge a person on whether they believe in something, especially when it comes to God, if they broke. I pause for a minute before you can think about that. Because when you broke, you believe in everything you can to get something. The person, when they get the money and they can do whatever they want, now let's see what you believe. Let's see what you do now because, you know, <laughs> when you broke, you just, you just, man, Lord, oh, See, some people get that money, and then you find out who they really are. <laughs> That's how you break that down. <laughs> That's how you break that down. He says, 90, he says 95 of the world's greatest men that he knew, 87, 
were followers of the Bible. Now, I'm not telling you on the book club to follow the Bible. That's not what I'm saying, because some of y'all might, you know, have, you know, different religions and things of that sort. I'm just telling you from that book. And you rarely hear in any of the books that we've read over the years even get this detail about it. But he starts off the book that way, um, just to emphasize his point. But, you know, as we go through the book, you're going to hear less. But you're going to hear more, too. It depends on what you're listening for. But the whole thing in this book, and I just wanted to say this in the beginning, and we're going to get deep into it, you know, next week, is setting that foundation of the principles that you're going to need to win in life. And pretty much it's, you know, is the mindset part. It's the working on the inner person. It's the working on the inner being. It's the developing yourself from the inside out, which most people are not doing. Because as we get into the book, you're going to see what, I've been, what, what we've been talking about over the years, that, you know, at an early age we were programmed. We were taught things uh, that we never even thought about. You know, just, okay, this is what you should do. This is how you should do it. And so you never really thought about it. Now you realize, well, we come to realize as we go along in life that um, we never really had a chance to evaluate anything. And so when you start evaluating and thinking about some of these things, which a lot of people don't, but when you do, you start saying, i got to go back and change some things. Because there's some things that's inside of us that that buried deep down inside of us that we think is not there because we're educated. You know, we got our college degree, we got our master's degree, we got our Ph.D., we got our good job, we went to the military, we got all those things. And so we're not thinking about some of the stuff. Because I'm going to tell you, I could talk to people, and I can hear it in their voice. I can hear, I can see it in their eyes. It's things that are, that are holding them back from being a success in life that they don't even know that's buried in the, inside of them that they heard at an early age from the womb to probably seven or eight years old. And it's been, it's been pressed down uh, very deep inside of a person. And so we get, we get our education, we get our worldly education, uh, we get a lot of things, and then um, we think that we don't need it. We think that... Um, uh, that everything is great. But I'm telling you, man, when you start realizing what's going on on the inside of you, what's buried on the inside of you, when you change that, man, you can change You can change yourself and you can change people around you and you can, man, but you got to know it's there first. And as we go through this book, you're going to see that. I tell you, I'm not trying to, I'm really not trying to get ahead of myself in this one. I want y'all to read it. So when I start reading it, you know, next week, then you'll understand um, some of the points I want to make. Let me say this, though, and this one I got highlighted. It says, the mind of a man can conceive many things, but believing them is something else. You might conceive the idea of earning $1 million next year without genuine belief in your heart that it can be done. It will never become a reality. Believing is the key. It is the basic ingredient of happy and successful life. See, you might say that, you know, that I, you know, I'm going to make a million dollars next year, and you might even try to go for it. Remember we talk about uh, going three for three, thoughts, feelings, and action? See, if you don't have those three for three, you can't, you know, 
the mind of a man can conceive many things, but believing them is something else. And see, that's when you know there's some things that are buried deep inside of us, like, all right, let me give you some examples that, that I know some of y'all heard. I know some of you are going to say, I ain't hear that, you know. Um, uh, rich people evil. Matter of fact, you saw it on television. You saw J.R. Ewan. You saw everybody that was uh, wealthy was kind of evil. You didn't see any, like, people that were wealthy that were, like, super nice and just pretty cool. Like, you know, I guess the first person you would see like that was probably Oprah. I mean, think about any, think about somebody else that you saw on television that programmed us. You know what I'm saying? And so those things have been, you know, like, you know, I tell people all the time, and they don't, they don't think about this, but I said, what did you get from watching the movie Titanic? Oh, that was a great love story. It was just, just, just I said, yeah, it was too. But <laughs> why were all the rich people on that boat evil and boring? Think about it. Everybody in the Titanic that was rich, they were nasty, evil, and boring. Who were the who were the good people? Who were the fun people? The poor people down in the bottom of the boat having a good time. See, that's where you should be. I, I, that's where you should be. You need to be. You see, it ain't about the money. It's just about being a uh, having a good time and being a nice person with the poor folk. See, why couldn't the rich people be nice? Why couldn't they be cool? Why couldn't they? And some of y'all are going to say, well, that's just how rich people are. That's not true. That's some programming that's inside of us that holds us back for even trying to be this multimillionaire. You don't even know that that's holding you back. Because you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that person that you see that's evil. All rich people are evil. That's some of the stuff that's buried inside of us. You know what I'm saying? That's something that's buried inside of us that we don't ever think about. We don't even know it and realize it. We could talk about a lot of stuff that we heard as a kid growing up that, you know, was never addressed. Somebody ever never came back to you. Think about that, though. If you felt that way, if you feel that way, which some of y'all going to say, I don't really feel that way, but you probably do because... If we didn't grow up in a wealthy family, that's what you heard. You know what I'm saying? That's what you heard, right? You didn't you didn't hear anything else. <laughs> so that's what you heard. I know we're on mute, so you can't answer that question. But I'm gonna leave. I'm I'm in the car with this. Again, the mind of man can conceive many things, but believing them is something else. It's a difference in conceiving. It's a difference in even having your vision board up. It's a difference in that in, in actually believing what you have up. You might conceive the idea of earning $1 million, but without genuine belief in your heart, it can't be done. Hi, thoughts, feelings, and action, folks. Thoughts, feelings, and actions. You gotta have that, you know. <clears throat> you know. 
checks me. What's considered rich or wealthy according to the IRS? Well, it depends. You know what a per- well to the IRS. I think they said four hundred fifty thousand. If you make four hundred fifty thousand, you're rich. If you make four hundred fifty thousand, that's what they said. That's what they're saying now. I remember when Obama went in office, it was two hundred and fifty grand. <clears throat> but it could be whatever. You know, it could be you might consider a million or two million or twenty million or a hundred million or. Four hundred fifty thousand, whatever. Some people could get said a hundred thousand, <laughs> but whatever, whatever that number is, you got to believe that you can get it. That's why when people say, when I do a game plan with them, and they say they've been making, you know, for the last twenty years, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, and then they turn around and say, "Well, I said, well, how much you want to make the first year in your part-time business?" <laughs> Five hundred thousand. I want to make <laughs> sixty thousand dollars a month. Seventy. <laughs> I'm like, it's no way possible you can even believe that. I mean, think about it. That's why I talk about teachers. I'm not saying. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to belittle a teacher. But what I'm saying, if a teacher's been making fifty grand a year, sixty grand a year. And now you're talking to kids, and some of these kids say they want to be this and they want to be that. You're going to instill in them what you are. And you're going to be like, uh, you don't even know the words that you're saying and how it affects people because you're so, it's, those words are so common. When I used to go into the school system and just read the kids and I hung around some of the teachers, look, my mother and father were teachers. So, I know, so your vocabulary, the things that you say, is going to be in line with that. So your belief is going to be in line with that. And you don't even realize that you're saying and doing things. You might tell a child that, you know, hey, you can be the greatest, you can be the – but, you know, it's like the same thing how I say a dog, um, you know, a dog knows when you're afraid of him. It's like a kid knows when you don't believe that. You know what I'm saying? So those are things that are buried deep down inside. Now, I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if the system is set up that way, that they know – that if we just, you know, we pay all the instructors this. See, I, now I'm going deep into this, but I don't know. You know, what say Rock, Rockefeller set this, the uh, the programming up. So <laughs> let me stop there because I can get I get deep into that part of it. Um, okay. Uh, hold on one second. <clears throat> I'm trying to text somebody. <clears throat> All right, so that's it, folks. All she wrote, pen and the pencil broke. Let's 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 get some money here. Let's uh, have a little fun. This time it ain't gonna be as easy today. It might be so some people who are moving. I got a feeling if Mark on here, he's gonna take all the money today. Mark, you on here, man? Text me if you on here. If he is, he's gonna take all the money. Y'all hope he ain't on here because I think he's going to take all the money if he's on here. So I ain't getting no text messages. Okay, here we go. So this is what we're going to do today. Y'all ready? We're going we're gonna, to um... <laughs> say he's on here. <laughs> all right, so what I did was I pulled out some songs. Now, you got to tell me You got to tell me the name of the song, 
the name of the the singer or the rapper, and guess what? You got to tell me the name of the movie that it's attached to. Ha-ha. Now, most of these are intros, like, you know, at the beginning of the movie, the song that came on at the beginning of the movie. Most of them are. But then there's a couple of them that's like, you know that that was a part of the soundtrack of the movie. <laughs> so I'm going to need to, you ain't going to just give me the movie, and you just can't give me the the the, uh, the rapper or the or the uh, singer. You got to give me the singer, the rapper, the name of the song, and the name of the movie. Ah, <laughs> look, I got a hundred dollars, so I'm going to do ten of them. So, well, you don't get the hundred, you just don't get it. All right, here we go. Let me see. Mm. Here we go. I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Hey, Mark, I think she beat you to the point. (laughs) Hold on a second. (laughs) That ain't, okay, it's Tupac, but that ain't the the movie, Mark. You wrong. You said juice. It's above the rim. And Kimberly got that one. Y'all let Barbara come back and catch y'all, man. 
I think Barbara got you. Let's see here. Hold on, is it Barbara? Oh, Barbara, you wrong. You gave the wrong. You gave the wrong name of the movie. She told us in New Jack City. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, still not right, Kim. Uh, uh, still not right. Still not right. However do you want me? However do you need me?
That, hey, that's about as bad as me never having pizza. <laughs> People don't believe I never had pizza. <laughs> All right, so so Kim <laughs> Kim got that. I got to have a pen to write this down. So we got Kim, Barbara, and who else was it? it was Kim twice and Barbara. Did you you still ain't one thing, Mark? Oh, Nika, I'm sorry, Nika, Kim, and Barbara. Y'all, somebody got to keep track of that for me. Y'all, whoever's listening, somebody keep track for me. All right, here we go. That's thirty dollars. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see. All right, here we go. You got to tell me the name of the movie, name of the song, and you got to tell me the name of the musician on this one too. Come on, Mark. That's not it. Sleeping, man. Stop. 
I can't believe you. All right, Nika got it again. Straight out of Compton. Come on, Mark. I, look, if I was a bed man, I'd be lost all my money fooling with you, man. I, <laughs> Straight out of Compton, man. Come on. That, that was a classic scene when the movie started. Remember Dre was laying on the floor going through all those albums, and he had his headset on. His mom came in there, unplugged it, and said, you know, you need to go get a job. <laughs> Come on, man. But that's Roy Ayers, uh, My Life in the Sunshine. So Nika got that again. So whoever keeping count, keep that for me. All right. I swear I'd have been lost all my money been with Mark. I just thought you had this. Pam said you never saw Straight Outta Compton? What? So y'all can't say nothing about me not eating pizza. You never seen Straight Outta Compton. Are you serious? Okay. All right, here we go. Here go an easy one. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like not eating pizza if you ain't seen straight out of Compton. All right, see here. Here we go. Street is a hell of a tester. 
see if we can. <laughs> we got three more. Hold on a second. <clears throat> um. Okay, here we go. Is it three more or two more? Let's see here. Yeah. 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 Moment they all been waiting for a playboy. Okay. We here now. We in the house now for sure. I'm tired of playing games. Anything that have you want to I'm still in the youth. Cause even before we hit the bedroom, I was friends with you. What they ask, I ain't gotta say home and them interviews. My sweet thing never believed them rumors that been a true.
I would have never thought of this one. <laughs> well, Mark, you came late, though. No, let's see. Pam, you don't have the name of the song. Mark got it. <laughs> Dang, Pam. You got the name of the group, but you ain't got the name of the song in here. The name of the group was Today, T-O-D-A-Y. Pam, do you have the name of the song in here? Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, Mark, she beat you. She got you. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so Pam got that one. So this is the last one coming up here. So, dee, 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 dee. I'm out of movies. So I'm just gonna. I'm out of movies. So I'm gonna play this song. The last one. Matter of fact, I'm gonna let the song play out because I like the song so much. <laughs> Matter of fact, this song here is a, probably he had a bunch of songs. This is my favorite one by this guy here. So, y'all ready? It's a slow song. So this is the last song. If y'all don't have a, y'all don't have, send me your cash out, Thank you. 
Wanna love, wanna love, wanna love. 